Welcome to the Fresh Start Church Podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. Here you'll find preached messages from our pastors. We pray that the spirit of revival is imparted to you as you listen. To watch live, check us out on YouTube or visit our website at freshstartaz.com. And to stay connected with us, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. This prophetic word I feel for such a time as this, and I've entitled this, The Time Is Near. Um, I need to speak uh, to this, this time that we are in and this season that we are in. Um, if not, then we're going we're gonna to lose your attention. God's going to lose our attention. I include myself in this as well. It is a changing of the season, fresh start. The Lord would say, it is a changing of the season and the time is near. It is a time to pay attention and not be distracted. God in this season, this appointed time, must be more real to you than anything else around you, than any other people around you. God must be real. God must captivate you more than all around you that is captivating you right now. And I'm going to try to break this down in the best way that I feel like the Lord has given it to me and and He'll make it make sense. But I'm going to just emphasize that not to be annoying, but to emphasize and to um, just to, to, to let it go deep on the inside of us. Church, God, in this season right now that we are in, I'm speaking to you right now, we, God must be more real to us than anything else around us. We must be very careful not to get distracted right now. He must captivate us more than anything else. We need to take an examination of our life this morning. If there's anything else in our life that is captivating us more than God and more than His presence, we need to deal with that in this season because the time is near. The time is near. It's a changing of the season, the Lord says. It's a time to hear clearly and to see distinctly. It is a time to hear clearly and to see distinctly. Don't be distracted the Lord says I'm going to read a scripture I'm going to say a couple of things I'm going to have Joseph blow this horn this morning amen Leviticus chapter 23 verse 23 and 25 says it's talking about the feast of trumpets then the Lord some of you know where I'm going this morning then the Lord spoke to Moses saying speak to the children of Israel saying In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. A memorial of blowing trumpets, a holy convocation. The time is near. Today, if I have done my research correctly, September the 25th begins, I believe, in the evening time, the Jewish New Year 5783 called Rosh Hashanah. Amen. The observance of this new year, this is God's calendar. The Jewish people, obviously, this is what they observed in the Bible. And of course, those who are still Jewish and even Messianic Jews observe this today. This is God's calendar. The ending of today through Tuesday, September the 22nd, Seventh, excuse me, is Rosh Hashanah, Jewish New Year, 5783. It is also referred to as the Feast of the Trumpets, a memorial of blowing of trumpets or sounding of the ram's horn or the shofar. These sounds of these blowings of the trumpets or the ram's horn is a call of the Lord. It is a wake-up blast. It is a wake-up blast that alerting the people, and this thus the title of my sermon today, that the time is near for the Day of Atonement. This season that we are in right now is a time of repentance and of turning back to the Lord. You say, well, I've, I've done my repenting. I've done my turning well we're going to do some more today and traditionally in this season it is a season a 10-day period called i believe the days of awe 
it is a 10-day period of repentance and introspection that culminates on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the day of atonement. Now, a few weeks ago, and I'll break tell you this in a moment, we began the, the time of Av. And if, if any of you are students of this, experts, and you make it your daily thing to read all of these words and pronounce them right, and I am not, then good for you, all right? But I, this is how a Southern girl from Virginia pronounces them, all right? But y'all know what I'm talking about. And in this 10, day of, of 10 days of all, beginning with Av in roughly the end of July, August, to, you know, up until the new year, um, it is a time literally of introspection and of repentance and turning of the Lord. And in these 10 days that are following the new Jewish year, literally they believe in traditional uh, Jewish belief that it is, it is a time when you need to get right with God because God has a book of life and God has a book of death. And the day of atonement, the time is near. This is, this is the traditional belief here. The time is near. So in these 10 days, it is a time to get right with God in traditional Jewish belief. This time frame would seal their fate, whether their names were written in the book of life or whether their names were written in the book of death. Now for us, um, the recognition of the Old Testament feast is knowing the joy of the fulfillment of them in Christ Jesus. For example, in Christ, repentance brings forgiveness of our sins. He was our atoning sacrifice. And listen, uh, amen? We understand the true meaning of the call to repentance and turning our hearts toward God. But God does indeed have a book of life and he does indeed have a book of death. And the Bible clearly instructs us that on the day of judgment, anyone's name that is not found in the book of life will reside in the lake of fire for all eternity, Revelation 2015. But because Jesus became the atonement for our sins and the final sacrifice, Sacrifice, come on. We confess and we repent, amen, and we turn to Him. So, this is the promise of those who put their faith and their, their trust in what Jesus has done. So, why is this an important time for us? I'm going to break that down for you this morning and also weave it into the mantle and the assignment, hopefully, with the help of the Holy Spirit, of what the Lord is giving us here at Fresh Start. This is a critical, critical moment that we are in. I do not believe that it is by accident that all of the Jewish feasts that are happening right now in late July through September now, possibly early October-ish, something like that, that, that it is a heightened time to be aware of the voice of God and the working of the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to begin right now, before I preach the rest of this message, with the sounding of the ram's horn this morning as a wake-up call. Come on. As a wake-up call. Lift your hands in this room. You ready? Come on, lift your hands by faith. In Jesus' name. Go for it, Joseph. scriptures and I'll let you be seated we hear Lord this morning we hear your voice Ephesians chapter 5 but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is light therefore he says awake you who sleep that's what the ram's horn is for awake all sleeper 
arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Romans chapter 13, verse 11. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, but the day is at hand. So let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and in jealousy. It's the Bible. It's the Bible. The Lord is speaking in this season. Come on, revivalists. Come on, fresh start. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Somebody shout, yes, Lord. Give him one more hand clap and you can be seated in his presence. Thank you, worship team. Listen closely to what I'm about to say because if I were to put this in my translation, it would be like this. That this is a time of year to really pay attention. Really pay attention. This is a season where the Lord speaks loudly. Yes. But so does the devil. A season, a season, a time. This time frame that we're in. The Lord speaks loudly, but so does the devil. Both God and the devil recognize the holiness of this time frame that we're in. And I've given you a little snippet. I'll explain a little bit more of these holy feasts in this holy time of the year. So there is a great grace that abounds right now. And there is a great direction of the Lord that abounds right now. Amen. And we're thankful for that. Amen. But there is also a great deception and a great delusion that is heightened right now in this season. Because the devil knows that if we hear the word of the Lord in this holy season that we are in, that we are going to go out of this season across the threshold into the great purpose, into the great promised land, into the great fullness of what God, into the new year and experience everything that the new year stands for, which by the way, the new year stands for uh, Jesus' name, retribution, a dispensing of reward or punishment. This is what 5783 stands for. You see, so the enemy understands that if we have have reward that is coming. Basically what this means, the year 5783, the new, God's new year, uh, is year of retribution, is that we will see God's complete justice. We will see God's complete justice. We will see a judgment occurring of both blessing and curse depending on which side of the retribution that you're on. God's going to be handing out blessings and God's going to be handing out curses in this new year. Come on. This will be a time in this new year when God makes things right. How many can put your faith on that today? How many can say, I'm ready to see that? It could be a those who have sought God despite their circumstances, he you're going to be openly rewarded but on the flip side, God will release his justice for those who did not follow him and for those who went away from his commands. This is the new year that we're getting ready to walk into. So in this season of Av, of Rosh Hashanah and of the day of atonement of Yom Kippur. This is a vital time that the Lord has our attention. And, and here he needs our attention because there is great grace that abounds in this season, but there is also great warfare that abounds in this season. There is great warfare. There is great temptation. There is great spiritual resistance, but there is also great grace that abounds in this season. And I'm going to let you know from past experience what I'll breakdown in just a moment is that uh, not aware of this you are easy more prey to give to the to, to the temptation and to the warfare because it's such a swirl of the demonic because he's so busy trying to keep you from crossing over into God's new way into God's new year 
anchor into God's new substance, into God's fulfillment. And so in this season, late July on our, on our calendar uh, to late September, early October, there is a heightened sense of grace and the voice of God. Some of you may, your dreams may have kicked up in this season. If that's happening to you, it's because we're in a season where God is talking and God is trying to speak to his people because he wants you to make it into the next that he has. He wants this nation to make it into the next that he has. He wants the church in this nation to make it into the fullness. And the devil understands the power of this season and the power of the new year in God better than most believers do. So what he does is he kicks up the temptation higher. He ramps up the spiritual warfare. He even causes tragedies or or, or a, a great temptation and loss in this season to get you mad at God, mad at your neighbor, mad at yourself, to get you offended, to get you off track because he doesn't want you to walk into the fullness in God's new year. We have seen it happen over and over and over and over personally and corporately in this time of the year. And so that's why I began to say the word of the Lord is you better pay attention right now. God needs our full attention. So there's great grace, but there's also great deception. This is a time and a season where we have to grow spiritually. So don't have your religious hat on. Come on. I, you know, I don't, I know a lot. You may know a lot. Who cares? Look, I'm not out to offend this morning, but really, who cares? Who cares? It's good that you're a student. It's good that you learn. It's good that you want to know. But that, you can't get all puffed up in that. Think I know, I know enough. I know all. I, no, God has something prepared that you haven't even learned yet. I haven't even learned yet. And it's in this season that he's getting us ready to move into it. So don't think you're going to bring your know-it-all attitude into God's new season. You're going to let be left wanting. This is a time to grow spiritually. And that's why there's so much resistance right now. That's why there's so much temptation. That's why there's so much chaos. That's why there's so much uh, uh, swirl of the enemy. It's because this time is a holy time. It's not to say that other times are not holy, but I just explained to you, and I'll say it again here in a minute. These are holy times that from the beginning of the Bible, from the beginning, God set these forth, and he hasn't changed his mind. Now, things are different under grace and in Jesus, obviously, but he hasn't changed his mind about seasons and times that he works in humanity. Are you with me? Come on. This is a time of kingdom advance. Man, I'm telling you, well, actually, I'm going to tell you <laughs> in a minute. If I quit getting ahead of myself. I'm, I mean, in this, this time of the year, uh, July, August, September, man, I could tell you stories of this church over 25 years and it wasn't until, I guess, the more, more recent past that I realized it's this time of the year. And there's a reason why it's this time of the year. Because God is doing something in us so he can do something through us on the other side. So he has to have our attention. This is a time of kingdom advance. And it's not, the kingdom advance is not so much in works, but in spiritual capacity for the purpose of greater works. This is a season of increasing spiritual capacity. And this is a season. And to do that, it is going to be a season of repentance. Repentance is going to be a season of revealing. You don't need to be, when you go into repentance, you say, well, I don't want to repent because I'm afraid what's going to be exposed. You better repent and you better get some things exposed because when you cross, when God's new year crosses over, come on, you got to understand it's not going to get easier. It's only going to get more difficult. So just throw in the towel. Come on, y'all. It's a season of repentance. This is a season of revealing. Of revealing. I've already told you it's, a, it's the new year. It's a season of retribution. It's also a season of revelation and restoration. We already talked about restoration when I got up here the first time for message number one today. Come on. But I'm going to attempt to explain why this time of the year draws this kind of attention. Now, some believers place a heavy emphasis on the Old Testament feast. And some, some place a heavy emphasis and some recognize, but they may not observe and do all of the, you know, the things that they did in the Old Testament. Um, 
I would probably myself fall in the latter category. And I'm telling you, either is acceptable as long as we do not ignore what God is speaking and doing. And of course, we don't want to get out of balance either. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But I repeat something I said a moment ago. The power of recognition of the Old Testament feast is knowing the joy of the fulfillment in Christ Jesus. And even though we're not required to participate in the rituals, we need to understand the significance of when these feasts were set in motion on God's time and on God's calendar and the principle or the principles uh, in this time frame that these, uh, these, these times carry. They are appointed times. Everybody say appointed times. Scream it louder. Appointed times. Look at two people around you and say, this is an appointed time. Hang on for a start. It's an appointed time. Now tell them again, you need to pay attention in this appointed time. Because times and seasons are how God operates with humanity, all right? Times and seasons, we must learn to recognize them. Appointed times and seasons and the recognition of them here and now is crucial to understanding what God is saying and how God is feeling about the time and the season and where we are headed. It has been our experience over the 25 and a half years here at Fresh start church that this time of the year specifically late July possibly to early October it has that it has held notable spiritual victories but also notable spiritual warfare we have witnessed in 25 and a half years here in this time frame that I just spoke to you, we have witnessed great expansion and great growth and great uh, outpourings, but we have also experienced great pruning, destructive church disunity in this season as well as unrelenting demonic warfare and opposition. It's difficult to articulate, but I know many of you, as, as, as myself, you can sense it in the spirit, the heightened level of supernatural activity right now, both of the divine and the demonic. Come on. I can only believe, as I've already said, this is because of what God is wanting to take his people into as they cross thresholds in this appointed season and this appointed time. I'm here to say the time is near so we must give God our attention in this season. To refresh again this time of year contains the Jewish feast of to Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur and it is a time that is traditionally set aside for searching and examining your ways and aligning your lives with God's purposes already stated but I'll say it again it's a time of repentance and turning to God making yourself ready and preparing to enter into the new year of God's purposes the season of Av A-V biblically and historically represents a season of tragedies. Uh, example would be the temple was destroyed during that season. The primary theme, as I've already told you, of Rosh Hashanah is a time of repentance. And then, of course, Yom Kippur is the day of atonement, which the opening scripture said, the day is near. This is what he was, they were getting ready for, the day of atonement. So why, Pastor Kim, is this time of year crucial to recognize for revivalists and revival culture? Because church, if we're not careful, the temptation to become self-righteous and familiar will make us miss an appointed time of consecration and repentance and surrender that is needed for God to launch us into the fullness of the next cycle and the fullness of the next time. Everybody say the time is near. We've got to be careful because the temptation will come in with the zeal and the earnestness and that zeal will veil our eyes from seeing the need to fall before the Lord and to ask him to search our heart. The veil of our external, external 
how zeal and earnestness can cloud our vision to the internal heart issues that keep us on the wrong side of God's purposes. I'll break it down. I already preached the whole message on it. Is that you're near, but you're far. Come on. You're near, but you're far. Look, external zeal and external earnestness and all of that you engage in does not dismiss you. I don't care how much you know. I don't even care how much you know about the Jewish feast. It does not, it does not eliminate you from falling before the Lord in this season and saying, search my heart, oh God, see if there be any wrong way in me. Come on. It's a point of time. It's an appointed time. It's a season of the Lord because the time is near. What's the time? The time of crossing over into the fullness. It was in this season of the calendar year, August of 2005, in case I need to give some examples, that my husband had his accident 17 years ago, August the 8th. Personal, corporate attacks here of all kinds. I need some long timers in the room. I'm not going to call you old timers, but I need some long timers to testify with me right now. Hey, you've been here a minute, you know. If you've been experiencing attack, warfare, temptation, or chaos in this season, make sure you respond properly. Make sure you respond properly. This is not a season to react. Give him praise. Come on, give him praise. It's an appointed time. It's a season of the Lord. This is not a season to react. We must, to warfare, to attack, to temptation, to chaos. And I don't got time in this message to list how all of that can manifest. But y'all are smart people and you know what I'm talking about. The devil will push the just the right or the wrong button. He'll pull the right or the wrong trigger. Come on. Uh, you know what I'm saying? To make you react in this season to get you, your attention diverted off of the appointed time because he wants to keep your focus off of the new year, off of the new thing, off of what God is moving you into and us into, and he wants to keep you just going around this thing right here, this thing right here. How many understand that this, it happens to all of us, the devil will keep us chasing our tails. Come on. You ever seen a dog chase his tail? We raised three Jack Russell Terriers. Come on, somebody. I have no dogs now because my husband will not let me get one. Yep, you need to feel sorry for me. Basically because he would be taking care of it more than I would right now. But Jack Russells have a temperament that is almost demonic. I mean, you know, it's, Callie, am I right? They have one. But you watch those dogs chase their tails. Come on, I'm just, I know this is silly, but you watch, they chase their tails. This is what the enemy wants us to do, but especially in this season, because he wants to keep us distracted. He goes, if I can keep them doing this right here, if I can keep them distracted with this, and they don't understand the fullness of their destiny, and they don't understand the promise of my goodness, and they don't understand the greatness that I'm getting ready to move, and they don't understand the magnitude of the harvest that is waiting on their obedience right now. If I can just keep them chasing their tails, then they will not make it across in the fullness. So he gets us to react instead of to respond. And there is a difference. Response and reaction are close in definition, but they carry a different disposition. Response will bring order to your life. Reaction will bring chaos. Response brings an answer and reaction brings anxiety. This is how the devil works, especially this time, especially this time of year. It is a time of great exposure. Did you hear me? And we're, we're, we're see, already seeing this, but we're going to be seeing this even more, not only in the world, not only in our nation and our government, et cetera, but it's going to be in the church as well. It's a time of great exposure. This is a appointed time. This is a holy time because he's getting us ready. He needs us to be ready. It's a time of exposure. But when God gets ready to move into another season, he will deal with all that is not ready to go. Okay? When he gets ready to move into a season, because that's what we're facing right now, a season, 
We had one season, hang on. And we're getting, getting into another one. And so God will deal with all that is not ready to go. And you know what? That's, that's mercy. That's mercy. You know, come on. Mercy's not just fluffy, fluffy. I mean, mercy is dealing with the thing that is dealing with the thing that is keeping you from God's best. That's mercy. It's not just feeling sorry for. Come on, talk to me. Mercy and compassion is dealing with that that is keeping you from God's best. He's giving you a chance to cross over because the time is near. The time is near. The sounding of the horn has happened and the time is near. And I like what evangelist Steve Hill says um, concerning revival progression. And I quote, he says, just as the early church was about to spring forth and multiply in great number, there arose two greedy hypocrites, Ananias and Sapphira, and God killed them. Just in case you thought I was the only one that preached like this, there's evangelist Steve Hill, all right? Yet this sudden subtraction made way for multiplication. Will you be part of God's addition or subtraction? Will God have to remove you to move on? Or will he be able to multiply to you and then through you? Evangelist Steve Hill. Come on, somebody. Come on. You may be wondering or thinking possibly if I'm being a bit over the top with this thought. Well, if it were not for some of these life experiences that I've shared with you or told you about, I would probably join you with my already skeptical disposition. Help me somebody. Come on. But we cannot fresh start church, ignore that it was in this season, seven years ago, that we experienced the greatest outpouring in this church that has now resulted in seven years completed of sustained revival. July to October, notable victories, the notable warfare. Come on. This is a real thing. It's a holy season. And God sent me today to say, pay attention, pay attention. Now I was told this and as much time as I had to do the research on this, um, uh, I did, but nonetheless, I, someone shared with me, um, I preached in Prescott on Thursday and Friday and someone messaged me and said, Pastor Kim, I want you to know that a hundred years ago, September 28th, 1922, William C J. Seymour died. Before his death, he made a prophecy. Now, this particular quote says that a hundred years from his death, one of the greatest revivals would take place on the earth that would make Azusa Street pale in comparison. Wednesday is September the 28th, 2022. Oh, you need to be way more excited than that. Now, whether that was made on his deathbed or around that time, I take that, I take that, that this is a season that we can put our faith that God can break out again in a revival that will even make a Zeusa Street revival pale in comparison. It's a holy time. We're also in a season of completion or a completion, excuse me, of a season. Let me explain it. Don't check out on me. A, com a, a completion of a season of the Lord. At, as this year, 2022, completes a cycle of a seven-year period, the Jewish calendar operates in seven-year cycles. According to Exodus 23, the seventh year was observed as a holy year of rest known as the Shemitah, the Shemitah, the however you want to say that. Seven cycles of seven years would be the year of Jubilee, which is a year of great liberation, freedom, and a year of retribution, restoration, or repayment. Now, listen to this. The last Shemitah year occurred in 2015. 2015 was when revival broke out at Fresh Start Church. 
This year of 2022 is also a Shemitah year signifying an ending of one season and a beginning of another specific. specifically highlighting that we are going from a completed seven-year cycle into our eighth year, which means, among other things I'm getting ready to read to you, new beginnings, or I will add, the month that is just prior to the delivery of a baby. Now, for those of you who are on the pre-service prayer team, Stacy gave you all an incredible teaching on Wednesday night about the eighth month of pregnancy. I wish everyone, hopefully maybe we can make it happen, can hear the parallel that the Lord put on her heart about the eighth month of pregnancy, all things happening in this appointed time because the time of birthing is near. And I listened to that uh, teaching that she did on my dri our drive up to Prescott to preach. I had already been she didn't know, but I had already begun to prepare what I am giving you this morning, which was just further confirmation to me that the time is near and the trumpet is sounding for all to hear that God has finished a cycle, but it is a new beginning prophetically that God is taking you personally and this revival into as we have crossed over one threshold into year age, God has completed one cycle and a new one is beginning, church. The number eight in Hebrew literally means to make fat. Is the eighth month pregnant girl in here? Where are you, eight month pregnant? You look good, girl. Jen, are you eight? Almost. You're eight months. Stand up and wave, everybody. Eight months pregnant. Here we go. When you move into number eight, it's to make fat. Some of you are really rejoicing over that right now. Don't be thinking of all those excuses now. This is fasting time, 40-day fast, come on. New beginnings, not just complete like seven, but satiated. This is the meaning of number eight in Hebrew. It's becoming fat, is having more than enough. Fresh start, the ram's horn has sounded, the time is near, and the Lord says, this is what I'm trying to move you into. It is a full to overflowing. It moves from natural to supernatural. It transcends natural time and space to supernatural realm. This is all the meaning of number eight. Figuratively, eight takes one through a full cycle of seven and begins a new one day. But it also alludes to greater authority, accountability, and holiness or set-apartness. Come on! So I trust that I have helped you see the undeniable demand for spiritual focus in this appointed season in preparation for what we are moving to into because the time is near, so it's time to pay attention so that we don't lose your attention. Come on. Krista prophesied Smith in July, which was just prior to going into this appointed season that we're in. She prophesied much, but this. She said, the last five months of the year, Fresh Start Church, you are in transition. Because she talked about pregnancy and birthing, the midwife. So did Apostle Rick when he got up here. Stacy shared that as well in her teaching. But she prophesied, Fresh Start, everybody say the time is near. A little louder, the time is near. Time is near. 
In July, she said the last five months from that time, you are in transition. It is the time before the birthing when the child moves into position to be birthed. She's, the Lord said through her, the establishment of order, alignment, and position that you have worked for so far, these last five months is about getting everyone into that place of establishment, order, alignment, and position so that the full birth of what God's going to do can happen in this place. So it is not an accident that the enemy has been pushing against you, has been pressing against you, has been has been causing chaos, has been making you confused, has been bringing delusion in, has been stirring up those uh, those roots of of unforgiveness, has been has been causing you to be a little bit lazy about your Bible and about your prayer has been has been getting you distracted it's no accident that that aggravating person at work has been stirred up to another level oh help me it's not by accident that your employees have been just uh, 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 freaking out on you it's not by accident because God says this is a season about getting everything into order alignment and position to experience the full birth the time is near. It's a time of transition. Time of transition. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Transition in pregnancy, in labor, is the final phase of the first stage of labor. At this point, a woman is in a lot of pain and progresses from seven to 10 centimeters, often in less than an hour. Did you hear me? Remember, the, remember what I said earlier in the first message that I preached this morning? How God can, God can do more in five minutes. You may have wasted 50 years. First start, this is why we're preaching like we're preaching, teaching like we're teaching. Because some, some just, just can hear even words that I've been preaching, like my husband and I have here lately, and you just keep riding on through. I'm telling you, that is not going to be able to happen anymore. Heed the word of the Lord this morning. This is a season to pay attention and make some changes. What kind of changes? Repent. Consecrate. Get your life right with God. Quit the foolishness. Come on. Quit the, quit the foolishness. Quit, quit it, quit it. Because God says, this is transition time. A woman goes from seven to 10 centimeters and often in less than an hour. So quick. Well, it doesn't always seem that quick, but it's quick. I mean, you know, relatively speaking. The word transition, listen, means that her body is making a shift. Her body is making a shift to the larger body of Christ in America, we got to make a shift to fresh start, to hear to our assignment. It's time to make a shift. We've completed a full cycle, Shemitah to Shemitah. Come on, somebody. And here we are going into new beginnings. Her body is making a shift from the opening of the cervix, sorry, men, to the beginning of the babies descending. Did you get this? Transition is another word or way to say threshold. Crossing threshold. Let me talk about it and remind us one more time about threshold. Because that's become a significant revival word to us. It marks progress and capacity. We do not use this word flippantly. We mean, we understand the depth of the meaning of it to what God has revealed to us of this season. It was in 2015 that the Lord used Pastor Kilpatrick and Isaiah Saldivar to speak to us separately 
to acknowledge that we were, Pastor Kilpatrick said, you are in the threshold right before revival broke out. Isaiah in his last altar call when revival broke out in August of 2015 said, you have just stepped over the threshold of revival. Neither of them knew that they said, each one of them said that. Since then, we have been acutely aware of the absolute necessity of continuing to recognize and to cross over critical spiritual thresholds. I don't want to leave, and I know we've talked about this already, but God isn't finished yet, Fresh Start. God isn't finished. I'm reminding you of the word of the Lord. These last five months are crucial of the year, our, our calendar year, are crucial to what God is going to do in and through us in 2023. Are you ready? I say, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because there's some thresholds that is facing some of you in the room today, and you've looked at that threshold, and you're like, nah, I'm good. And that threshold, my friend, is not going to move. You can go on and act like you've crossed over. You can go on and talk like you've crossed over. You can jump like you've crossed over. But until you cross over it in the spirit, you're going to stay chasing your tail on that side of the threshold. Come on. You looked at it and said, nah, I'm good. I'm going to say right here, in this next season, the Holy Spirit will not let you be comfortable. And I'm going to pray that you always stay uncomfortable if you're... Because these thresholds are critical, critical from old to new, from what was to what is to be. Places where we go forward. It's a place where something kicks into action. It's the brink of something where potential becomes actual. Thresholds are birthing places. They're breakthrough moments. Demonic resistance is there, yes, because you're graduating into a heightened intensity of spiritual capacity, so the enemy will have a significant warfare. But as you cross it, you go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. And as I've already stated, but I'm going to say again, this is where the battles take place. And right now, some of you are facing these battles, and your pain tolerance is being revealed right now. Your pain tolerance is being revealed right now. How are you handling that thing? How are you handling that situation? How are you handling the confrontation? Are you throwing yourself into prayer and fasting? Are you throwing yourself into repentance? Are you throwing yourself into humility? Well, I'm, I'm right and they were wrong. I don't care who's wrong. I don't care who's right. All I care is that you get into God's new year. That you get into the fullness of year eight. Come on. Stop negotiating at the threshold. Stop meandering at the threshold. Stop, stop talking about what is what, what this is right or that is right or this is wrong or I like this or I don't like this. Throw yourself on the carpet in an act of response to the Lord and let him do the internal surgery that needs to take place on the inside of you. Some of you are, jo are going from job to job to job, from church to church to church, from marriage partner to marriage partner to marriage partner and you're blaming it on everybody else. Get on your face and ask God, what needs to happen on the inside of me? It's the truth. It's the truth. I'm going to go find me a new pastor because... I'm going to go find me a new wife because new husband, a new job, a new hobby, a new habit, a new this. God says, stop it with your new and let me renew so I can bring you into my new. Now I told the people that were here on whatever night that was this week of the Next Step Dinner, Tuesday. And I got to the part about covenant partnership. We've been doing this a long time. And the Next Step Dinners, and we've been doing them a long time. And I told him, I said, before I left the office over there, the Holy Spirit said, don't run through the part on covenant. When you get to the part about them joining the church and about being in covenant, don't just run through that. Bear down on it. Y'all listen, and all the rest of the body of Christ that is or will be listening if you haven't turned me off already. You're wearing us out. You're wearing us out. Get planted. Get planted and grow. 
You're wearing us out. You're wearing God out. Come on, talk to me, church. Come on. Don't get quiet on me now. You see, there's some things in a holy season like this that need to be addressed that too many preachers are afraid to address. And one of them is is the dysfunction of people uprooting not only from church, but from marriage and commitment and covenant and saying, I'm just going to walk into something new and everything will be all right. No, it won't because you're not all right. You're not all right. That's why this is a season of consecration, repentance, and throwing ourselves on the altar. You're going to get in that new thing and you're going to be in that new marriage, that new church, that new whatever. And you're gonna, and then everybody always has to justify why they have to go into the new thing. Y'all, we've been doing this 38 and a half years. They always have to just, oh, everything's fine. Everything's good. Everything's wonderful. And then you go six months, you go two years, you go five years. They divorce. They broke. They ain't even in church. Y'all talk to me in the room. It's time to gird up the loins of our mind because God has a job that needs to be done and he needs us to fall on the altar of repentance. Threshold. Thresholds. Your pain tolerance is being revealed right now. And the reason why, the reason why is because uh, the, the Holy Spirit is bearing down. Devil's pushing, Holy Spirit's bearing down. And your pain tolerance is being revealed. And let me tell you what else. If you pass the test, if we pass the test, authority is being cultivated right now. Authority is being cultivated. And destiny is being identified. Because thresholds are a place of graduation into the next level of spiritual capacity and authority. Oh yeah, there's going to be more sacrifice demanded. I'm not going to lie to you. Heart change, consecration. You can't linger because that's lukewarm. And so kingdom growth and advancement requires that I move across these invisible to us in the natural thresholds, but they're very definitive and very real in the spirit. Now look at this, because a threshold, if I had one up here, is not necessarily a step up or a step down, but it is a step. It is, it is a step. It is a progression. It's not necessarily a, a, a big display. <laughs> I can say so much right there. It's not even, sometimes it's not even noticeable. but it's a small step of obedience or a step of obedience across from one position to another that God needs you to move into. And in this season of this holy time, God is stirring in us. And what I wanted to do today is to awaken us with the sound of the horn, not just in the natural, but in the spirit and say, pay attention, pay attention Because I don't know what the outcome will be if you don't do what needs to be done right now. It's imperative. It's a a spiritual step forward or step progression. It might be an attitude change for you. It might be a change in, in your word life or your prayer life. That's going to increase. For some of you, and I do feel this very strongly today, it might be a decision to forgive. Forgive, just forgive. Where you have held unforgiveness for so long. The list is long, but you know, we know. Don't underestimate the power of obedience in what's even what seems to be just small things. Can I just park here for just a moment? Just small things. This is, this is, this is, is, is in the spirit, spiritual things. This is in practical things. This is in, this is in character things. Come on. This is, yeah, I got one clap on that one. Glory to God. Character. Yeah. 
Don't underestimate the power of obedience and giving in to what the Lord is saying in this season. Literally, that small, what, what seems like a small thing is really a small thing that's keeping you from big thing. Just that small thing keeping you from big thing. So, you know, not to be obnoxious, but just to, to say it again. Just, just, just consecrate. This is the time of year. The shofar is sounding. Awake, alert. When a pregnant woman is in transition, the movement from just one centimeter makes a big difference. Now the exhaustion comes when there's a delay between centimeters. Now that delay, spiritually speaking, can come from God for purposes, but it can also come because of our disobedience. If that delay is caused by God for our good, then we have to embrace that. But if that delay is caused by our disobedience, then we're going to pay a price. We're going to pay a price. Look at the Moses and the children of Israel at the crossroads or the threshold of Kadesh. You've heard me talk about it before. Transition time came for them to go into the fullness. It became two verses 10. Two had the capacity to say we can cross. 10 said, no, we, we can't make it. And 10 had influence on a million people and it delayed the crossing over into the fullness for 40 years. Talk to me. The day of Pentecost, it was 380 versus 120. 380 people didn't have the capacity to cross over on the day of Pentecost and they missed the greatest event in history. The time is near, Fresh Start. 500 people were told about, about the, 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 the going into city, the city and tearing in Jerusalem, but only 120 of them crossed the threshold. Do you see, Fresh Start, why I am teaching and why I am preaching on this? Because the day, the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, when that day, had, that's another whole day. That's another holy time. It had fully come. I came to announce to us this morning, the time is near. There is a fully come moment that is near, Fresh Start, and we must be ready. Shout yes in this room. I'm almost done. Sort of. Hallelujah. If we only knew the fullness of what's on the other side of the threshold, two and 120, or will it be the 10 and the million? The time is near. It's an appointed time of the Lord. The time of birthing is near. In this time of feast, the admonition was to pay attention. This is my last point. It was to pay attention, have a heightened awareness of God's presence and God's voice. Don't discount anything circumstantially. Don't, don't discount anything because God is wanting to speak to you. He's wanting to speak to us because God needed them to align with his best. So the horn was the sound of alerting them. The time was near. This is a heightened time to hear and to see. It is a time of revelation and revealing. This won't take me long, but this is important. Revelation comes from the Greek word that I cannot pronounce, but it's on the screen. And it means a disclosure. I know you can't pronounce it either. Unless we speak in tongues and we accidentally say it, you know? Mean that respectfully. The term revelation is a Greek word that means disclosure or unveiling. God is wanting to unveil some things to you in this season. Now, I started this whole thing off by saying this is a time of great grace, this is a time of great visitation of the Lord, but it's also a time of, of temptation and torment and delusion and deception of the enemy. God is speaking. You need to shut down the scrolling. Come on. You need to shut down the distractions to hear the voice of the Lord. Posture yourself because we've got somewhere, we've got something we've got to move into. He said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed, revelation, re revealed this to you, but my father has revealed this to you, who is in heaven. That's revelation. These things, 1 Corinthians 2.10, God has revealed to us through the spirit, for the spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Revelation and uh, revealing and unveiling in this season is when God is speaking, he prepares us and he equips us 
But the enemy would have us scale back our spiritual pursuit and being zealous about it because he understands the, what the Lord is wanting to lead us into. This is why I say we got to pay attention because we're not only crossing into a new year, but a new season of the Lord. I explained it to you. New seasons hold new revelation. Come on. New season hold new revelation. But if our mind and our spiritual perceptions are veiled, then we will miss the moments of the Lord. This is why the whole sounding of the a ram's horn in spiritual sense was to awaken us, to alert us, to make us aware to any temptation to slumber in this season. There is a sounding of the alarm, and that's what this whole message is about, in this season to not miss it, and to remember that this is an appointed time, and among other things that the shofar stood for, it stood for, yes, repentance and spiritual activity, but it also stood for unity. Are you with me? I said, I'll try it again. It also stood for unity. I'll try it again. It also stood for unity. Look, you think you're right. I think I'm right. We all think we're right. It's time to push some things aside and stop reacting to things and start responding in the spirit because the sound of shofar was telling the people that they need to come unified to the battle. I'll say it again for this Friday night. If you're not in unity with this house, if you're not in unity with me, if you're not in unity with him or anybody else as a leader of this church, don't you dare show up on Friday night. You understand what I'm saying? It has to be a unified all appearance to the battle. The Lord is speaking in this season that all of the silliness and all of the fleshliness and all of the selfishness that has been happening, God says in my remnant, I am doing a deep work that they will put their flesh aside and join in unity with one another so that I can send a unified army to battle, to defeat the strongholds of the enemy because I've got fullness, fatness that's coming in this next season. So next time you start slipping into that disunity, just hear bang. It's my version. <laughs> my God, that's the truth. Wear it out. Sounding the shofar. The shofar was sounded when the watchmen saw the enemies coming. It was a symbol of spiritual aggressive strength and authority. As I've already said, that called God's people to repentance. In this season, we must make sure that we do not have veiled eyes and dull ears. Veiled eyes and dull ears. We have seen people make the biggest decision of their lives in this season with veiled eyes and dull ears. And you can believe me or not, I could tell you story after story. Make the biggest decision of their lives with veiled eyes and dull ears. Why? Most of the time, 99% of the time, it wasn't because they didn't love the Lord, but they ignored the sound of the horn in this time and they got caught in their swirl and some of them are the most religious acting people you'd ever meet yeah. why are you saying it like that we, we gotta wake up y'all gotta wake up and just be real just be real be real with God for sure well, let's be real with one another let's be real and make the biggest decision with dulled eyes, veiled eyes and dulled ears. Because you know why? They weren't paying attention. And the devil got them caught in the swirl because they didn't hear the horn. And it aborts de destiny for their life. Replacing, then they start trying to replace it with all kinds of natural stuff. And all kinds of fleshly ideas and stuff like this. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. No, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. They said, no, you're not. No, you're not. Let the trumpet sound awaken us today. 
to the voice of the Lord, to the demands that lie ahead of us. Revelation church must be fought for in this season. Don't be lazy. The time is near. It's not that God is withholding that God is stingy, but he's teaching us to dig deeper than we did in the last season. He's grooming us for the abundance in the next season because there will be abundance in the next season, the warfare. And he's also grooming us for the warfare of the next season. There's some things that you have to prophetically sense and not try to make sense of. And you have to trust the Lord right now. You just have to trust the Lord. We're trying to get us across this morning. Don't throw your trust in the Lord away and just start going awry. Start going amiss. Start going off course. Start getting out of position. Take This is the plan of the enemy. Do the time for the revelation that you need right now. Heightened awareness of the voice of God must be fought for. If fought Fight for it because so much is done in the flesh and by intellect and by intelligence. We've got to trust the Lord with all of our heart and lean not into our own understanding. Almost done. Almost done. This revelation, almost done, is pulling back the curtains of our understanding. And this must happen in this season. This means that there are things yet to be revealed that will propel us and equip us in the next season. So do not get ahead of God, but don't get behind God. So what do I do? You get at his feet. Don't get ahead. Don't get behind. You get at his feet. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted and troubled about so many things. Martha, Martha. One thing is needed and Mary has chosen the good part which will not be taken away from her. What was Mary doing that drew this accolade from Jesus? Now it happened as they went and he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house and she had a sister called Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Talk to me in this room. Come on. It's my last page. Come on. Talk to me. She sat at his feet and she heard his word. We can't hear the word running around. We can't hear the word when we're letting all kinds of distractions get us away. Scrolling, looking, watching, listening. We got to fall at his feet, church. Come on, stand up on your feet right now. We got to fall at his feet. Throw your hands up in the air. We got to fall at his feet in this season. I'm telling you, God is going to equip. God is going to amplify his voice. And God is going to give you what is necessary, even if you're fighting war fair in this season. God is going to equip you with what is necessary. Come on. I know it's been tough. I know it's been arduous. I know it's been resistance. But every time that you have fallen at the feet of Jesus has not been in vain. Every time that you have laid before the Lord, there has been an impartation of the grace, of the grace, of the grace, the grace, the grace, the grace of God. Every time that you have sat there before his presence at 3 a.m. in the morning before you had to work an eight-hour or ten-hour day. It has not been in vain. God says, I am putting on the inside of you what you're going to need when you make that step across because there is a new year. There is a new season. There is a new thing. There is a heightened level oh, of spiritual activity that is getting ready to take place in and through you. And God says, right now, Pay attention. Thank you for listening in to the Fresh Start Church podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. You can order Pastor Kim's book, Doorkeepers of Revival, at doorkeepersofrevival.com. And you can listen to Fresh Start Revival Worship on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you stream your music. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.